This is the Not Bitter, Just Better podcast. The Everton Our Way. Straight, Straight from, from the street, street end. end. Hello everyone and welcome to the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. Probably sounding a little bit more cheerful than last week. Mr. Johnny Seven, here as... Um, Shall I, shall I just lose that line? Because let's face it, we're intermittently here. Sometimes with Mark Mark, sometimes not. Ah, it's been pretty uh, consistent so far this season, I'd say. Three Thursday podcasts on the spin with both of us here. We're doing well. Okay, forget that then. Mr. Johnny Seven, here as always with Mark Mark. I nearly wasn't here. I've been dying of man flu all week, so um, I just. I'm not looking for sympathy, but I just want everyone to know how brave I am for being here today, and I've got to go to work in a couple of hours. My heart. So bleeds it should do it well should. I'm going to end up with man flu because I'm sat about two foot away from you now no I'm alright no I'm alright oh yeah whatever uh, anyway you deserve it for being snidey and throwing me flapjacks back in my face that I bought for you <laughs> your soggy flapjacks now <laughs> oh, that, that sounds rather rude anyway anyway there you go yeah so as I said a little bit more cheerful this week uh, results wise uh, which we're going to our new format, we're going to talk about that at the end of the show. Yeah, we'll talk about the triumphant Southampton victory um, at the, towards the end of the show when we also preview the probably less triumphant, resounding loss to Man City. Uh, but, I don't know, I don't know, we're looking in good form at the minute, aren't we? I mean, yeah, fifth was, in the league. Without sort of encroaching on the toes of, of later on, um, great performance, one of the best I've seen from us in a, in a long while. Yeah, and we will talk about you know the lineup and everything, how shocked we were a, a number of stages throughout the day later on. Uh, but first, as is uh, going to be custom this season, um, start off with a bit of Everton news. Play the damn tune, lad. News. Quite a few topics to discuss this week. The usual transfer drama going on. Um, We're not going to talk about John Stones by any chance, are we? I think we might. We might touch on that just a little bit. That'll, that'll make a refreshing change. But there's been a lot more uh, debate about big-name players coming in rather than out, than out for once. Uh, and it, it's, We're it's not just talking big-name in the sense of you know, a Stature. big, famous player. Are we talking a big-name that will have to go along the sleeves on your shirt? Yeah. One of those big names. A bit like... Papa Vasilio. Yeah, big name player. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, well bit, a bit of everything in the news today, actually. But bit, a bit of crime. Bit of crime, yeah. Bit of crime. Bit of, bit of charity. News on the young kids. Charity. All sorts. It's, it's a, a plethora of subjects. I suppose the big news of the, um, of, of the week is the potential... Signing. I say news. It could just be just pure. Should we get the John Stone stuff out the way first? Yeah, let's do that then. Yeah. That's right. In a nutshell, um, basically last weekend, Chelsea got absolutely murdered by Man City. Three 0 to Man City. Uh, Chelsea looked all over the place. A half time. Jose Mourinho for the first ever time since he's been manager of Chelsea gets into the the dressing room. Says to John Terry, "You're off, son. You're off." Hoikes him off at half time, substitutes him, um, and basically sends out the message that he needs a new centre half. Yeah. 
straight away watching this game, I started text. I don't know if I text you, but I text a few people saying, prepare for the bid tomorrow, because <laughs> it's going to happen. It didn't happen. I don't think it happened. Then. Oh, did it? Did it happen Monday or did it happen Tuesday? I think it was Monday. I think it was Monday, actually, yeah. Next day, Bosh, there we go. 30 million quid on the table. It's yours if we get John Stones. Everton's reaction was? Nuh-uh. Correct. Um, he's not for sale, apparently. Have they categorically said that now? That's what they said on. That's what they said on Tuesday. My understanding is there's a 38 million pound bid coming in. But if he's not for sale, that doesn't matter. Well, if he's not for sale, they can't make that bid. We discussed this in length. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I still think he's going. The uh, some some extra news came out about the Stones potential transfer. Uh, apparently, Barnsley have got a 15 percent cut of any potential deal that was in, written into the contract. Right. Okay. So forty million, they get six or something. Yeah. Equivalent. So. So we get thirty-four then. Is that stumbling block? No, probably not. I think what most deals now have that wrote into the contract. So I think uh, a lot of players, when they sell them on, the clubs hold out for more money to compensate for them. Yeah, that's my understanding. Uh, at the moment, he's going nowhere. I still, I, I, like you, probably. I still think he'll go. Uh, yeah, I think. The closer it gets to the transfer window, the bids will probably increase. Everton will get a little bit more tempted. They'll probably say no on the surface, and uh, which will force uh, Stones into asking for a transfer. As much as he might not want to leave Everton, I think I think he might have to. If, if I'm not a hundred percent convinced that it will even get to that stage, you think we'll accept it? I think yeah. I don't. I just don't know. But the, the fact that we're being linked with players uh, coming in on for big money deals would suggest to me more than we've gone from having zero money or you know a few million quid to being able to bring in a couple of defenders and a superstar midfielder. That doesn't. Uh, that doesn't bode well for Stones being part of Everton's plans. To be honest. We're just, just, gonna, we're just gonna have to wait and see, aren't we? Of we keep talking about this every weekend, and now it's probably getting boring for the listeners. It's, it's boring for us to talk about. Um, I don't know why. You know, anyone who's ever played football manager knows this is how things happen. You put a bid in, it gets rejected. You bid a bit more, it gets rejected. That's not real life. Why don't we just say to Chelsea, listen? You know, we're not. People aren't naive enough to believe he's not for sale at any price. So if you want him, we want fifty million, and that's the end of it. And why has that not happened? That would be much more believable if Martinez came out and said, uh, "We're not going to sell him for anything less than fifty million." There's the asking price. Everybody would know where we stand. Chelsea would know where we stand. And 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 if they paid the fifty million, then it's a deal. But you'll go for less than that. Yeah, no, I was just using that as a figure, but you know that, that's what I mean. We we should we must have a price in our mind. So why not just come out and tell everyone? Yeah, uh, apparently uh, Man U are waiting in the wings now with a forty million bid to hijack any last minute bid by Chelsea. As Man, well. U, Man U can't buy anyone at the moment, though, no. can he? No, Pedro said no. They, they'd have to Mane now from Southampton. Will they go all out though for Stones because um, because Chelsea have had them off of a Pedro? And they'll be like sticking two fingers up, going, ah, we've got defenders <laughs> and you haven't. Uh, well, it'd be very childish if they did, and it'd be a very childish, like, £40 million. So, 
I don't know it's possible but I, I think you know Chelsea's still in pole position yeah I mean it's a sh- he, 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 he's not playing like a lad who wants to leave like is he you know of course and, not. and I, Roberto's not cheating him like a lad who wants to leave I don't think you can fault him in any way through this even if he has as we've been led to believe said expressed to the management team that he would like to go and play for Chelsea you can't blame the lad for that you, you know it's it's different with the likes of like Rooney when he left and, and Barkley now. They're Evertonians. Their main aim in life, I think, should be to want to play for the club they love. If I was to become a professional footballer tomorrow and I had a contract on the table from Chelsea or Everton, I'd choose Everton because that's my club and I love them. Um, but Stones hasn't got that connection. Okay, we gave him a chance. Uh, to, to prove himself on on the highest stage, which he's gone and, and took by the scruff of the neck and done it, uh, but he hasn't got that you know that that boiled emotional connection, um, so you can't really blame the lad. But on the on the other side of it, he's been brilliant he, all the way through this. He's been brilliant. You know, he hasn't said anything daft. He hasn't. His head doesn't seem to have dropped. He's you know he's pro- potentially been our best player. Over the over the two games, not individually because obviously Lukaku had a great game last week. But I mean, you know, two good performances from him, and you know he's getting on with his job and doing it professionally. You can tell he's well liked in the dressing room as well. That's clear to see from things that are coming out from other players. Yeah. Okay, so that's that's it. All we've got on stones at the moment. Uh, what we have just hinted at a few times though is a potential in for the club, big name player. Yarmolenko? Yarmolenko, yeah. Um, a bit of a, you know, a, a winger. It's somebody who, I, I was trying to remember, I remember on, sitting here on a podcast with you months ago, saying, we were talk, I think it was right at the end of last season, or it might have been the sort of mid-summer one that we'd done, and we were talking about transfers, and I said, I don't know why we don't just go out for somebody like Yarmolenko and blow the budget on him. Well, we know Roberto listens to the podcast, don't we? Because we've <laughs> seen the pictures. He, he must do, he must do. So if we sign Yarmolenko, you've only got me to thank. Just remember that. And if um, he's rubbish, like Billy, yeah, then cause, definitely. Because I'm sure none of our scouts or our players or our manager saw him when he absolutely destroyed us in the Europa League last season. But um, I am going to say, out of all the transfers we've been linked to it in a very, very, very long time, this is the one that excites me the most. I can't think of what, I can't think of the last time I was more excited about a transfer than this. The if report, it happens. reported fee seventeen and a half million euros, so about fourteen million quid. But apparently, he's got a buyout clause for ten and a half million pounds. So I don't know what's going on here. This this is the this is the problem. You see, we're we're getting into very murky waters here of fake Twitter accounts and. Uh, you know what's rumour and what's real and it's 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 so hard these days to, to decipher which is who you can trust and who you can't trust let, let us just clarify our position on this we don't make the only things we make up is bad jokes yeah, yeah. we don't make up rumours if we hear something we haven't made it up it's you know it, it's 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 speculation still but we will generally say well, we'll always this, is spe- and say this, this is speculation. You know, this is what we've heard. We don't just go right. I'm just going to go on Twitter and say, uh, or Facebook and say, oh, right. It's a little bit slow on the page today. Let's uh, let's get some some people talking, which some people do. They just go onto the Everton groups and start waffling about just general sh- absolute rubbish that they've just made up just because the board. 
we don't do that if we've heard something or we see something we'll have our view on it express an opinion on it or put it out there so that people can debate because that's what we do we're Evertonians and we sit in the stand or sit in the pub or sit in people's houses and we talk about the blues and that's what we're doing with you guys we're not just making shit up so some I mean, people do do that though they do and yesterday with us you know the, the Yarmolenko thing really started to gather a bit of pace yesterday um, and it all started when somebody who I know personally uh, put out uh, saying on Twitter saying that uh, Yarmolenko had been cited in, in Liverpool City Centre so we put out there that we've been told this it's unconfirmed take it with a pinch of salt but he's possibly in the city um, and he's possibly you know been seen coming out of a property that's owned by Everton FC that's all we put out so you know we treated it a little bit as a joke we brought out all the old Raquel May jokes you know he's, he's in Greg's having a pasty uh, you know people were saying he'd spotted him in the back of Henan's taxi and it, it was all good natured stuff about an hour or so later suddenly tweets started up here and one in particular said a, a deal had been agreed for 17.5 million as, as Johnny stated before uh, and this was from I think the lad's name was was it Robin Rowe or Robert Rowe Robert Rowe Robert Rowe uh, who looked as it for all intents and purposes like he was a, a BT Sport journalist well that's what it said that's what it, on, in his Twitter info it says BT Sport journalist so you know whether he just you know occasionally supplies a little bit of information to them uh, does the odd story freelance for them or what you know we don't know that but he, he, he puts these transfers every like, you know he, one of his other stories was that uh, Spurs are going to up the bid for Berahino to 15 million uh, which happened so you know it's not entirely out of the realms of possibility it's, it, it's entirely plausible but it starts a vicious circle then doesn't it because that will pick up retweets I mean this is what this is what seems to be happening uh, somebody like that who's got you know quite quite trustworthy in his stature you know, and we if, well, if he's genuine, this is where we yeah. where we're talking about. We're getting into murky waters now because there will be nothing stopping me opening a Twitter account in ten minutes' time saying, "I'm Mark McNally. I'm a journalist who does freelance work for uh, Sky Sport and uh, Apple Sport because my podcast's on on iTunes." You could do that, couldn't you? Of course, and, yeah. And, and he's going to ever sort of, you know govern that nobody so this is where we say we are in a little bit of murky waters but this this fellow you know just in, in having that under his name it appears to be somewhat trusted so it gets 100 or a thousand retweets from Evertonians including some quite uh, quite established like Everton forum pages and Everton transfer forum pages which are trusted you talk about us? Uh, not quite I don't think we're trusted no uh, which again gets more retweets, so it starts picking up some pace. So then, apparently, because of all the murmurs and the retweets over here, some Ukrainian uh, sources start picking it up and tweeting it and talking about it as if it's news. And then, because it's coming from them, the same Evertonians are on board saying, "Oh, it must be true now," because so, these Ukrainian sites are reporting it, and obviously they know, but they've just picked up on 
what the fans yeah. are already saying. So, and then it comes back. Not, not a lot of people know this, but after we finished recording the podcast in English, we do a Ukrainian version. We are big in the Ukraine, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but but then that starts getting picked up by uh, Everton, and it's, I suppose it's like when when you know you have a little bit of odds get slashed when when. Uh, when there's a lot of, of bets made on on a score or whatever, or somebody to somebody to to win, it doesn't mean that they're any more likely to win, is it? It's just that you know a lot of people are, are favouring them. Yeah. No. So it, it doesn't mean anything, but it's one of those we really want it to mean something, and hopefully it, it isn't just somebody sat there like you know some kid in his in his undies eating Cheetos and making it up. But then it it, it starts to become even more full circle then because then something a, a, a real proper outlet will then report it yeah. so I think it became it went live on like the Daily Express website so then we'll say oh now the papers are on it Daily Express are now reporting they're reporting this is exactly true. the same but story but they're actually reporting the story that, that, that sort of you know grew from the, the potential bollocks that was put out earlier so the problem with um, this though I mean one of the many problems that, that you have with this though is like people start to get the hopes up then and then if we don't sign Yarmolenko then it's another failure on Everton's behalf and this could be something as I say that some some kid sat there and his ballies has just put out there while he's eating his, his Cheetos and you, you could have gone for um, pyjamas then <laughs> pyjamalenko pyjamalenko I like it Um but you know, fingers crossed on that one because it, it would be it would show that we do mean biz again, and we we have got some kind of plan. We're not just a selling club, and even if I think if if we got someone like Yarmolenko in, and we got another fellow we've been been linked with in, uh, and maybe one more, and Stones does go, it's not all doom and gloom, then, is it? It's not. Now, as I said before, you know, it's for me, it's it, it's it's exciting. It's exactly the type of player I like. He's a left side of the attacking midfielder. You know, we can hit balls from, from distance, as we well know, and then score screamers in the top corner. Uh, I would definitely have a little sex with my pants if uh, <laughs> if he did sign. Um, and here's a question for you. Here's a question. If he does sign for us, do you think he'll be the new Andre Kinchelskis or the new Dinier Billy Lechner? I think he'll be the new Kinchelskis. Oh, uh, and I'm gutted now. I wanted him to be the new Billy Lechner. <laughs> I just That's funny, actually, because... Uh, Andre Kinchelskis' Andre son just follows us on Twitter and uh, get lost <laughs> and seriously yeah. and uh, he, he's been tweeting about this saying just spoke to dad and he thinks uh, if this move comes off it'd be great for him and the club and we both want it to happen hang on a minute so we can connect Andre Kinchelskis with one person now yeah it's like that's six, I, I've just had a little sex with him six degrees to separation or seven degrees of seven, uh, Kevin Bacon or whatever and now we've got one degree to Andre Andre Kinchelskis. Kinchelskis, get in. Um, so, uh, are we going to start using that as a source then? A bit like <laughs> Bainsey's dad, Andre Kinchelskis' <laughs> son. A.A. Kinchelskis on Twitter, yeah. Um, <laughs> Do we know it's definitely Andre Kinchelskis' son? I, uh, I don't think so. I think it's verified. Uh, yeah. One, wh- How old is Andre Kinchelskis now? 48 or something, is he? Oh, that would have been a good joke there, wouldn't it, for AK47? When he was 47. Yeah, yeah. Or the, the, the Russian side of things. Loves to shoot. Oh, yeah. Uh, the other thing about the, the Amalenko deal is uh, somebody, else, somebody else seems to be having a laugh with a uh, fake Twitter account. Uh, everything was in Russian until his last tweet, which is like March or something. And then suddenly, 
The um, very cryptic tweet he put out, wasn't yeah. it? Four ever with Four a capital ever. A. What could that mean? But then it was uh, quickly deleted after after it. But you uh, poo-pooed this this one, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I looked into it, and the thing that sort of made it glaring obvious it could be a fake was he'd spelt his own first name wrong. It was funny when 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 this rumor was going around. Loads of people were like messaging us saying, uh, "Quick, get on Instagram, see where his birds." Uh, his bears posting pictures from at the moment. Uh, it's, it's like I'll add the Jerry deal when uh, nobody was meant to be knowing that was going on, but his his his, uh, his other half was posting pictures from Liverpool one and yeah. some pool in uh, Sefton Park or something. <laughs> so yeah, birds tweeting should see the gear I just got from Primark. <laughs> yeah, Jerry took his birds out to, and, and and treated her to all kinds in Primark. <laughs> um, so you know. That one is very much uh, unconfirmed up in the air. One that seems you don't make predictions. Does he? Is he going to be an Everton player by the end of the transfer window? Yes or no? By the end of the transfer window, yeah. But I don't think it's. I, I don't think it's. You like this story? You think it's going to happen? I, it's quite tasty, isn't it? And it's. Uh, I do think it's going to happen. But I, 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 I think it's only going to happen if Stones is going. I don't. Where are we getting seventeen and a half million from? Can I tell some money? <laughs> Yeah, this Arteta money's paid for quite a bit, hasn't it? Uh, one one deal that seemed to be done and dusted again. You know, stories out there co- confirmed from all over the globe, apart from the trusted sources, which are uh, what was that then? Oh, that was, was a ghost. Yeah, was a ghost being attacked by a laptop. Uh, people's most trusted sources, which is uh, Sky Sports News and the Everton website. And neither of those reports. Listen, lad, I'm not believing anything until I see him holding the shirt on Skysports News. That sounds. Like, yeah, that, that's like a million people we hear. I from. just dragged anyone in off the street then just to make that quote. Uh, Ramiro Funes Mori, I'm sure I butchered that name from. Uh, Mori, sorry, from uh, River Plate. Do you know what my headline if I was working for the Echo would be for this? Go on. What's the story, Funes Mori, to the tune of Oasis? Yeah, well, he needs a little time to wake that's up. That's why you're doing a two-bit podcast <laughs> in well, my front room. That's the story, Funes Mori. That's why you're not a singer, though. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there you go. Uh, from River Plate. Yep. Um, have you heard any more about this deal? Because apparently it was confirmed, done and dusted. I, well, I think it's a long flight from Argentina, isn't it? I, I, it's not. No, I'm still. It's not the, three days, though. I'm still under the impression it's going to happen. Um, five, five, five million quid. Yeah. I think. From what I know about the lad, uh, I don't think he's a worldie, but he's a big tall lad who likes to kick people, and I think Everton have needed that for a while. Um, so it's a bit I think spicy, he, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. And I, he, just, I tweeted a picture. He likes other, to have a dig. I put a picture of him on Facebook the other day, and um, he was definitely sort of Bruce Leeing the shit out of somebody. So uh, I think I said, you know, if you do this to Jordan Henderson and the Derby, you'll definitely be an Everton legend. So, I think he's definitely more an Alcaraz Destam replacement than a direct John Stones replacement because I don't think he's, uh, you know, tipped to be sort of a. I don't know. A few people have said, a few people, uh, sources have come out from uh, Argentinian press via translations and stuff saying that he's one of the um, he's one of the stars coming out of that out of that league. Well, I know there was the and whether that means a whole lot. Like the lad who who's the. Talk Sports South American expert. I think his name's Tim Vickery. If I've got that wrong, I apologise. Uh, he stated he doesn't know why Everton are interested in him. He's a donkey. 
So, well, he didn't actually say he's a donkey, but he basically said words to that effect. Um, so, I don't know. I, I, I'd be lying if I said I knew anything about him or I'd ever heard of him before before this deal. Can't recall ever buying him on Football Manager, which is where I get all my football knowledge from. So, Team Sky Sports do now as well. Yeah, well, they do, yeah. Rip-offs. Um, so, yeah. Have you seen that on Sky Sports where they've started comparing, like, the stats for players, like the the, the football I have over, passing yeah. and creativity. Yeah, yeah. Weird. Um, two potential alternatives. Uh, Ranachia from Inter, who's Inter's captain, apparently. So why would he jib them off to come to Everton to be back up to Stones and Jags? Um, I don't know much about this lad either, really. Um, but, yeah, Inter's captain. <laughs> Seems a bit of a strange one for me if you're captain of you know one of the biggest sides in Italy. Um, my fancy new challenge, you know, my think is uh, his future lies elsewhere other than Serie A. Maybe he just doesn't like Roberto Mancini's scarf, which is always a bit big for my liking. Yeah, uh, Dante, six and a half million from Bayern. United interested in him as well. So, yeah. thirty-one, and he's, he's he's just slipped down the pecking order there. But slipping down the pecking pecking order there doesn't necessarily mean is he at, is he at his peak. Dante Peake. Yeah, no. Somebody was that a film with Pierce Brosnan? Dante Peake. Got no idea. Uh, what was the? Somebody put something about uh, Dante uh, from Clerks, from the Kevin Smith film, and that was funnier. But... I've never seen it. Haven't you? No. So no. I can't really comment on that. Who's that? Uh, <laughs> Thanks. So two alternatives there, but it seems we are in the uh, definitely in the market for a centre back. Hopefully, it will be to supplement uh, our current centre back pairing of Jags and. Um, John Stones, rather than replace. Do you know what? Do you know what I saw the other day? Somebody comparing Everton's transfer dealings with Game of Thrones. <laughs> it was bizarre. Basically saying how many twists and turns there've been in it, and then eventually, just when you think everything's going to be okay, you just lose y- your favourite. Oh yeah, yeah. That's what they were saying, uh, which which amused me. So we 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 don't half get some cultural uh, references in here. Last week we had The Walking Dead, uh, and a little bit of a. Uh, you know nothing, John Snow, didn't we? We, had that we, we do. We do tend to go to games. Well, we're on the subject of Game of Thrones. I was having this conversation the other day, completely random and nothing to do with Everton. Um, if you got the chance to spend the night with one of the women out of Game of Thrones, who would it be? Melisandre. Melisandre. Is she the the weird witch the woman weird, who brings the people back to life? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that is that because she's the only one that could uh, bring your little fella back to life? Is it? Or? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'd That's... go. I'd go with the the, the queen. The one who was married to Joffrey, but now she's married to the oh, other yeah, she's lad. A, oh, yeah, well, yeah. Well, she, she, yeah. she yeah. was in something with the oh, Hunger Games with a shaved side of her head. Anyway, right. is yeah. this an podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Anyway, there you go. <laughs> we there's are, a, there's we a little insight, out, folks. There's a little insight into our uh, the women that we fancy. There you go. Uh, someone who won't be coming to Everton, uh, Alex Song. No, he won't. Why? And you're, you're gutted. Why? Tell, tell, knock, knock you. Due to his array of passing or his midfield general uh, ship, what what is the reason you're gutted that he isn't signing for Everton? I made the song up and I know it can't be used now because yeah. what what can't. what song did you use? Well, no, tell me, tell me the title. What what song did you use to base it on? Your song by Elton John. Oh, you meant to just leave it as your song. We could have had a good play on words then. What song? What song? All oh, right, okay. Your song. Which song? Your song. What song's that? Your song. I don't, I don't get what you're saying. I've, I've, I've got many songs. Which song? Shut up, dickhead. <laughs> anyway, there you go. They, they, that would have been the actual 
joke that we could have done. If yeah, I that, we, you, you had another insight as well as the the birds we fancy. Uh, our crap sense of humour. <laughs> I've always liked a bit of Elton John. Anyway, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So Alex Song, you know, previously of Arsenal, Barcelona, and of West Ham fame last season. Uh, there was quite that gathered up a bit of sort of leverage this week, saying that we were possibly in for him. Uh, apparently West Ham have now agreed a deal however Sky Sports were reporting yesterday that uh, there's still a bit of work to be done on it and everything's still interested this um, the, the story that I saw about West Ham possibly signing him it was that he'd had his medical no he hasn't had his medical because he's injured and wouldn't pass a medical at the minute yeah but they were willing to take a gamble on the you know signing regardless of this medical anyway and that, that would be the gamble we need to get Howard Kendall back for a week and have a, a replay of the old uh, Ian Snowden medical story, don't we? So yeah. uh, we could get him I'd in then. Giving him a glass of champers and asking him to sit on a uh, on a physio's bed, and that's it. Yeah, drink. See how many. Ask him how many pints he can drink, and then uh, that's it. Medical over. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the possible ins done. We've got. Uh, is that all the ins? Is Charlie Austin's gone quiet? Yeah. Bugger all on our, our top goal scorer There's for this nobody season. else in for Charlie Austin at the minute. What did I say about Charlie Austin? Probably. I think, well, I think season-long loan, do you think? With a view to buy at the end? He must be desperate to get out of that championship. Possibly. Is he good enough? Well, yeah, he was second highest English goal scorer in the Premier League last season, lad. Yeah, OK. Um, do, 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 do. Some, somebody he could potentially replace... Nice little uh, segue. Naismith. Why is he gone? If his Scotland career starts to suffer because of his lack of game time, he wants out. Ah, so you're doing this thing now where you read headlines and don't actually read the story. Apparently, yeah. Uh, I think basically he was interviewed and I think the general gist of what Stephen Naismith said was that, you know, if he was spending time on the bench week in week out and and it was starting to affect his international career etc then he'd obviously have to have a look at other options and well I don't see anything in the slightest bit wrong with that surely that's what all footballers should think I know I mean that's that, that's it kind of goes without saying if you're not getting Isn't game that what time Tim Cale did if you're not yeah if you're not getting game time then you've got to start having to think about things but uh, I don't know I mean there's been a a few you know, not not there's not been a backlash about this, but there's been a, a lot of people kind of revealing their true feelings on it. It's like, would he be that big of a loss? Nice fella, works hard. Stephen Naismith's a bit like a yo-yo, isn't he? I mean, when it comes to the the feelings of Everton supports against him, at one point he was like really low and everyone hated him, and then next minute he was like everybody loved him, and we were saying he's the Albino Pele, and then. He seems to be on a bit of a downslope at the minute again. Everyone seems to be turning a little bit on him. When I don't think he's really done anything particularly wrong. No, he just hasn't done anything particularly right for a little while. And players like that, like Osman, and who, who just have uh, the main the main gift is the fact that they graft, work hard, and um, and are honest players. Players like that tend to need to keep topping up. Uh, the, the, the you know the reward points on fans uh, just to just to get in the good books and keep in the good books all the time. So we need to knock in a goal every three or four games, uh, just to just to be liked. 
which is a shame because you've got it's what? a bit hard to knock in goals though when you're on the bench of course yeah yeah uh, he's been back in the uh, back in the, in the news as well this week for giving more free tickets out to underprivileged people yeah he has um, it's been well documented Stephen Naismith is a, is very much a sort of a, a a very socialist sort of kind of guy and, and very much into his, his charity and people maybe who aren't as well off as, as uh, well clearly as himself and, and maybe other people in the community so yeah he's been out giving out tickets I think he's done this before hasn't he and he's, he's been out and helped the homeless around the city and stuff so um, from that side of things I, I can't give the lad enough credit you know brilliant work from him. he's also been out uh, in the news saying that he thinks John Stone should stay yeah um, I'm sure that's pretty much echoed by all the players in the squad uh, and all the fans alike as we've said we all would love to see John Stone stay it just... I've seen a few people saying 30 million isn't isn't that a good deal we should just get rid now so we've got well, time didn't to didn't I say this in? last week on the podcast possibly yeah 30 quid is it, it 30 is, quid 30, sorry 30 million quid is you know a reasonably fair price it's not insulting is it that, that's that's what I'm saying but at the end of the day it's whether you want to sell them or not and I don't want to sell them no so we've got one more little bit of uh, generally positive-ish news uh, and then we've got three downers to finish on so a little bit of a talk about the mini derby last night yeah, for anyone who, you know, maybe if you're abroad or something, you may not understand the term mini-derby. The, the term mini-derby used to relate to when Everton reserves would play Liverpool reserves, basically. Um, and now the reserve league, as we knew it, is gone, and it's the under-21. So it was Everton under-21s versus Liverpool under-21s. Last night, it was a, a Southport FC's ground up at Hague Avenue. Um, and uh, the Blues, the young Blues, didn't get off to a great start. No, three 0 down. We're three 0 down. Um, Mason Holgate, uh, the recent purchase from Barnsley, uh, made his, his Everton debut, or well, his Everton under twenty one debut, uh, and gave away a, a penalty at the towards the start of the game, uh, which was duly netted. Um, so yeah, it was looking a little bit rocky. However, uh, from all reports, I didn't see the game myself, but but Holgate went on and sort of found his composure and went on to start to look at you know. A really decent prospect, and, yeah. and, the, and the Blues got themselves right back a in. A few reporters seen said he was head and shoulders above everyone, apart from Joe Hart. Anyway, never mind. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what? Head and shoulders, you know. Yeah, right, okay, yeah. Um, um, Liverpool did have some good attacking talent on the pitch as well, you know, the, the likes of that Tashira. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's very highly rated, so, uh, yeah, it's interesting. We managed to scrape a, a three, three all. And could have gone on to win it, by all accounts. I've heard somebody say um, already, we were 3 0 down, we came back to 3 all. Can we start calling this one night in Southport? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was, what was it? There was Southport and Bull or something, I'll hate. Yeah. <laughs> Southport and Bull. There was a better play on words than that, but uh, it was it was alright. Um, Gethin Jones was meant to be uh, one to watch in that game. I don't know. We should, we should we should have watched it really. Isn't we? he presenting on E4? Don't know. I'm sure, he's a TV presenter. Does uh, double duty since he's an Everton reserve as well. Must do. Uh, so Conor McAlaney got the second. So do you think he think we'll see much of him? Um, 
No, not at the moment, but only just for the reason that Kone's found some form. Yeah. Okay, so... Kone, top point scorer in the Fancy Football League. <laughs> Still. <laughs> Along with Lukaku and Barkley, the three of them all up there in the uh, the overall Premier League team of the season so far. Would you add them in either? Well, would you? Uh, I don't think they'll probably be there after this week. Uh, so, yeah, so as I say, you know, slightly positive is positive as in we were 3-0 down we managed to come back to 3 all. so uh, the other news of the week let's just start off with the we're not going to do our social media section this week we'll give you the links anyway so you can get in touch but the next uh, few bouts of news I've got a, a bit of a social media element because there's been a lot of de- debate about these things uh, so we're just going to talk about that stuff instead uh, starting off with one that was very social media centric and that was uh, the club's greatest ever goalkeeper the world's greatest ever goalkeeper Neville Southall not Richard Wright not Richard Wright did that joke last week yeah Yeah, he tweeted out uh, over the last day or two uh, how grateful he was for Liverpool FC for having him and his kids you know the kids who he he, he coaches like underprivileged kids and uh, kids with disabilities and uh, he's, he's got a school in South Wales. Yeah, I, I, I know. You know, we've spoke to him face to face in the in the past, and I know he, he does work with kids with behavioural problems. It's his stuff, passion now. Does, you, yeah. know, that's, you know, it's yeah, initially it was down in Dover, but I think he has moved on now. Hasn't he? To not, not spoke to him in a while. So, yeah. Um, obviously, he was bringing them to, to up to to Liverpool to look at the, the football clubs and probably give them something to do over the summer. Uh, and it looks like Everton didn't particularly help him out. No, he, he his tweet was something uh, saying that, that he messaged the club two months ago, and the club got back to him uh, saying, but he, he didn't like call in a favour or anything. He just went through the, the official channels, not like just message you know his mate in you know in, in a training ground or whatever. Uh, he went through official channels and the club were just umming um, and ah and saying oh, uh, they couldn't commit from two months ago whereas uh, the other shower across the park seemed to have been a lot more accommodating and kind of rolled out the red carpet treatment apparently they, you know, they, they got uh, Phil Thompson in to uh, like give them a tour uh, help co-host these sessions and it's Taken to, uh, you know, there's been a bit of a backlash, let's just say, against the against Everton over it because why aren't we accommodating our legends like Big Nev? And we know that. He's... Well, not, well, not only legends, but why aren't we accommodating young children? Of course, yeah. Um, but you know, from the other side of things, it, you know, their setup's a lot different, isn't it? You know, I mean, it, I can't really comment on that because I, I I don't know what they do. What what I do know is the one thing. I pride myself on and I pride our football club on is you know the links with the community the fact that we've always been a traditional style club I think this is something that in the past we've always done right except if you're outspoken and don't lick the club's corporate feet or whatever possibly yeah and you know I don't do you think this has happened because it's Neville Southall or do you think it's just been an oversight it screams to me. I don't know if it's this is personal. I, I can't comment on that. I think it may be more just an oversight, and then 
you know, a bit of a lack of just willingness to do it because it was a bit of hard work, perhaps. I don't know, but, I mean, come on. For God's sake, there's certain players in our history that we owe a debt of gratitude to, and Neville Southall is very much at the top of that list. You know, there's probably, there's only a handful of players who've ever done a better service to Everton Football Club than Neville Southall, if any. So, Evan, sort it out, because it's a disgrace, honestly. It really is. To treat an ex-player like that, um, you know, to not sort of bend over backwards to try and give some kids who probably need a little bit of a touch-up in life. No, I shouldn't have said that, should I? Who need a helping hand in life. That's more like um, Yeah, The help they need, I, I don't get it. You could have, you could have made thirty future Evertonians there. Do you, do you think Nev um, is within his? I'm not obviously within his right, and he's a very outspoken fellow anyway. Should he be doing stuff like uh, messaging the club? Should, should he be calling them out on it, or should uh, should he kind of be presenting the United front and you know and letting it kind of? Well, we all letting know what, letting we, them know his, we his know disappointment. What, we know what Nev's life yeah, like. Nev is outspoken, and he's had his problems with the club in the past. They've asked him to do things; he hasn't done it. Uh, he feels aggrieved sometimes because they, they, you know, sometimes they won't give him a ticket for the games, uh, which is ridiculous. Um, I, I, if if the, it has happened, I can't see the problem with him taking to Twitter and put it out there. Because what other way of getting it out there has he got? It's 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 sad though, isn't it? When I, I don't I don't want to like. We can't just put out positive stuff all the no. time, can we? And everybody else can't just put out positive stuff. The club have got to be held accountable for decisions that they make. And, it, it, you know, in the grand scheme of things, this is probably something minor. But it's, from a public relations point of view, it's just... And we'll for like, the negativity they're going to get back from it. That seems to be ridiculous. The, the public persona of the club, the public face of the club, something is seriously wrong because... There's no communication with with you know. There's no real news put out there. Fans are left wondering all kinds of stuff, and you know the, the people have trouble with tickets and stuff, and the, the fans can leave them hanging. And I don't know. And this kind of this is just you know now now with someone like Neville Southall, it's uh, it, it it really causes a little bit of a stir, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, the club do, you know, do things. I mean, the amount of times I've seen stories where people have wrote in saying, you know, I'm really ill or my relative's really ill and next minute, like, Dunk Ferguson's turned off the house the next day oh, yeah, to yeah. Weston Well. You know, the club do do it, but come on, this, you know, when Neville Southall asks you for a favour, you do it. And that's the end of it. Uh, so, that was negative story number one. Negative story number two, although I'll counter this in, in, in a minute. And uh, First of all, the actual story. Uh, we heard the day of the match there was going to be a plane being flown uh, over the ground at, this, at the Southampton game uh, with a chem right out or something to that effect. I can't remember what the actual phrase was now. I think it said chem right time to go, was it not? Or something similar to that, and then and then uh, NSNO in big red letters. In red letters. Red, red letters. Yeah. Uh, so we, we heard this was going to happen, and a lot. I say a lot of Evertonians jumped against this, saying 
basically the word that I, I hate I hate seeing used for Evertonians but sometimes if the cap fits and copyright behaviour it's entitled behaviour and we're, we're not entitled and we, sh we should never act as a club like we are entitled uh, and that it, it was you know I understand I I I don't like to play but I'm going to try and be balanced here because you know there's going to be a lot of people listening to this who think the plane's a good idea and there's a lot of Evertonians who think the plane's yeah, a good idea this so, is just our opinions so. yeah but I'm going to try and be balanced I'm going to try and be balanced um, you know I we know that Liverpool did the plane thing last year when they did Rodgers out and they flew it over a, a game or maybe it was two games however Everton fans have used the plane before and that was for the Keep Everton and Our City campaign yeah. when the Kirby moved so potentially you could say oh, Everton did a first um, you know it was I think it was a slightly different situation there because I think it was something a bit more positive for the club the, the idea of keeping Everton in in the city of Liverpool was was a more positive campaign I think than, than, than the one that's happening now I think there's slightly different connotations to when it's like get somebody out uh, which is what Liverpool used it for last time Um you know, to me, it it struck me as something that took very little thought to do. Someone's just sat there and gone, what shall we do? Let's get a plane, because other people get planes. Right, okay. What shall we write? And then they've decided this little slogan. And then they haven't put any more thought of it. The fact that it had NSNO in big red letters, just to me, just showed an absolute lack of any sort of, you know, real planning for this. Um, and I don't... I know why they've done it. They've tried to get people talking about it. Well, I think everybody connected to Everton was already talking about it. And from what I've saw on different media outlets, I mean, I didn't get the chance to go to Southampton last week, unfortunately. So I was at home. I was watching, you know, Soccer Saturday. And before the game kicked off, and they basically just sort of, they didn't show it. They just said, there's a plane flying over. <laughs> We've seen that somewhere before, haven't we? Laughed and that was it. That was the end of it. Well, so I don't really see what that achieved. And then you, you look at other places, I think they talked about it slightly on goals on Sunday, but they're very pro-Kenwright on that programme. I think Gary Lineker mentioned it match of the day. He's pro-Kenwright. So I don't really see where, where, where it's helping at the moment. Well, I, I was just going to say... Um... They showed it on BT Sport, and then they just—it uh, was just a throwaway con uh, uh, comment. Um, just they showed it, and then they said, um, "And let's just say that's not the view of all Evertonians." And it's—you know—they're trying to say they're in the, the, the majority. Uh, the Kenwright Out Brigade are saying they're in the majority, and because they're always on there, because they're so, because it's the same group of people over and over and over and because the I'm not going to say pro-Kenwright I'm, I'm going to say the anti-Kenwright out you know what I mean because we're not I don't I don't think anybody is completely pro-Kenwright we're just pro-Everton and because they're not so vocal in the support and they're not like oh Kenwright is amazing this that and the other as the ones who are saying how much he's shit and how much the OP he dies and all this horrible stuff uh, they they kind of see themselves. We talked about this before. They they kind of see themselves as the vocal majority, and I think this 
completely underline the fact that they are not. Well, I, I did this really silly and childish thing this weekend. There's going to be a second plane yeah. uh, at the Man City game. Uh, the Everton board out group or, or whoever they are. I mean, obviously they are achieving what they're doing because people like us are talking about them. But, so, yeah. So, um, they went, they took to Facebook and they put out some like, I don't know, some just given type style page where people donate um, and they wanted to raise 800 quid for this, this second plane. Uh, I think they ended up raising 1200 quid so a lot you know did our blues out there who were throwing their own money in which is which is fair enough no it's good so then I did this really I took this really childish stance on one of the Everton groups and I basically started asking where's the play money lads asking Everton board out where the rest of the the other 400 quid was going Um, and basically I, I was being Facetious and basically trying to show them how daft sometimes it is because obviously they're probably going to use that other four hundred pound. I don't know, you know, to do leaflets or you know make badges or something, you know, just other things to to help their cause. No doubt, you know, as Evertonians, I don't expect them to be stealing money. Um, but that was what I was trying to, you know, that was the point I was trying to highlight that sometimes you get funds in and it goes on other things. That that's just the way businesses are run. Uh, and some of the you know some of the, people were just like attacking me saying are you stupid and I was saying no this is this is the point I'm trying to make mm. you know people have to be accountable for the, the the money that come in and the money that goes out but Everton board out don't need to tell me what they're doing with their money just as Everton Football Club don't need to tell them what they're doing with their money there's um there's there's a few there's a few uh, Everton board in a few more pages like that coming out now. So I think the effect that it is having is having people like me and you discuss it, but it's also starting to force people who do support the board uh, to start coming out with their pages. And a few of them are starting to call those pages out on their lies regarding the Everton lies. Talking yeah, about. it's all very confusing and the main thing is it's it's divisive of the support I can see a scenario on Sunday for the City game where a plane flies over some people start booing the plane or cheering the plane and then other Evertonians turn around and go what what are you doing that for and it's an argument starting and, and we know what it's like a football ground there may be some alcohol involved there may be some uh Columbia marching powder involved and then and then fights break out in a stand between Evertonians which yeah. is just you know that doesn't help anyone does it no anyway so we, we've, we've we've talked about that I mean it's it, it, they're doing something uh, but at, at the moment I think again I, I think they're just I think their actions that they take I don't know what the right actions are and I don't know as I said I'm, I'm not I'm not completely pro Ken Wright I just want the best for Everton and if someone can offer me a solution whereas if Ken Wright sells his share in the club somebody can come in and you know what What somebody was saying was it Paul Army Paul who does you know uh, event events in, in, in the players lounge and it's something like 300 million pounds they'd need somebody would need to come in and invest because they'd have to buy the stadium they'd have to, have to buy the debts and they'd have to buy um, well, it wasn't so much about the stadium. Out. It was if you buy the club, obviously Goodison comes along with that. But it was a case of you're going to need to redevelop yeah. Goodison or build a new stadium. So but that you're looking at figure. least three hundred, probably three hundred to five hundred 
million before so it's not even... just it's not just buying Ken Wright shares out and then having a load of loads of spare brown envelopes going around to you know to splash out on players. It's, it's but it's, a lot of people are shouting for this though. They, they, they seem to want us to be Chelsea or City, so they don't just want three hundred million or no, pounds no, a million. No. They want us. They probably want a billion pounds. So it's just a, 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 there's not many. You buy it. You buy there, it. You want if you know people looking at football clubs see them as an investment. Three hundred million before you even start to make any kind of profit. That's just not good business sense. I mean, I haven't looked into it completely, if I'm honest, because. I, I don't. I don't think we, we we have to. I don't think we have to sell. If we had a little bit more, little bit more money, great. But I'm not going to bitch and moan about it because our revenue isn't amongst the best in the in the league. We we do all right. We do well, but we haven't got the global support that Man U have got, or unfortunately the shite have got, and you know the brands that City and Chelsea are making around the world because they can go and do all these tours and buy these players just so that they have them as a, you know. You know, marquee names. What's more boring at the moment, this subject or John Stones, you think? Oh, this. And they're intertwined as well, aren't they? They are intertwined, yeah. Because if John Stones does get sold, the fume level is going to go through the roof. Yeah. Especially if we don't get, I mean, worst case scenario, John Stones goes and we don't get anyone in. And I think it's just it's just going to be... The people who've organised the plane, wouldn't he have better flying over Stamford Bridge to say, and do one Mourinho, Stones not for sale? Yeah. There you go. Uh, last bit of negative news, and I think I know your feelings on this. Uh, this this is actually a news story I can be fairly well informed on for once. Yeah, Darren Gibson. Uh, well, Silly boy. Fill it in. Darren yeah. Gibson, who we see maybe three or four times in a season. Yeah, um, obviously the story broke, I think it was yesterday, well, I think I put something out on Facebook probably. It was Sunday uh, night, the, the event. No, yeah, it, 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 the, the event happened Sunday night, but I started to wear rumblings on this on Tuesday night, uh, and put out whether, asking if anyone had, had heard anything, uh, and then it, it broke proper, properly Wednesday morning, so yesterday morning. Uh, the story basically is, Darren Gibson has been near to his home address in, in somewhere in Cheshire uh, he's been driving his car he's had some sort of uh, road traffic collision where he's, he's hit a cyclist um, and then failed to stop at the scene of the accident uh, drove off pulled into a nearby petrol station and I think he's actually collided with something in the petrol station as well um, he's been obviously the, the the police have located him and he's been over the drink drive limit so he's been arrested for uh, a couple of offences including drink driving and failing to stop at the scene of an accident um, you know my initial reaction on this as somebody who has first hand seen you know, the effects of, of people who drink drive um, is that we should completely wash our hands of them and I know that might sound crazy to some people but I don't want somebody like that at our club this isn't a case of, you know, drink drive one of those things where you don't go, you don't have to go to court to prove your innocence or anything like that. You know, you get tested at the roadside and if you fail, you've, you've failed. And it, it's always a choice. No one forces you to, to drink and drive. Especially when you're a footballer who earns 50 grand a week. You're telling me you can't afford to get a taxi home. It's a joke. It shows a complete lack of, uh, you know, respect. And then to hit somebody 
in a car and then not to get out and check they're okay and to drive away that's the end of it for me I'm just going to play a little bit of devil's advocate here on it just to say he, uh, because of his injuries he's had over the, over the past few years uh, it doesn't excuse drink driving but I I, I just want to say I don't, I, don't, I don't think he is his head must be all there at the moment after the frustrating time that he's been having over the past few years all he wants to do is play his footy and um, you know he's getting getting a good wage for, for not playing his footy at the moment but what what's he what's he doing with his time and that's I think something should be uh, something well, I, should, well, I don't much a point here something I should be looked at you, you, you think that he might have gone and had a bevy to sort of get over the fact that he can't play well, I don't know that, what he, got, uh, yeah. I don't know what he's doing I understand that That's not. he shouldn't be doing that as a professional footballer however that's not the worst offence in the world then getting in your car and driving home I'm, I'm, I'm talking about his choices if his head's not in the right place I've heard rumours before that he maybe has some sort of drink problem and do you, were you with me? Were, were you at an away game one week where we saw him and he was in the stand and he looked absolutely. He was with the Evertonians in the, the stand and he looked bladdered. I'm not sure. He was on crutches at the time. <laughs> I can't remember which away game it was. Um, but, so, I mean, you know, I understand. You know, I'm not saying footballers aren't entitled on a day off to, to, to maybe have a drink if that's what they want to do, but. How can you justify getting in your car? No. <laughs> how how can no. you do it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Anyway, that's so it, it do, doesn't look good for Gibbo at the moment. He's deleted his Twitter since then, no doubt, because he's had a barrage of abuse. There's uh, been no official statement from the club, as far as I can tell, on it uh, about well, what, what would he? about what action they're going to take. Um, to me, I, yeah, yeah, I just terminate his contract straight away. I don't care whether you, you know, you have to pay him out on his contract, you lose money or whatever. Wash your hands. Can on. he legally do that? You, which terminate someone's contract for that? Can he? You can terminate someone's contract at any time, but you might have to pay up the contract. Yeah. So if he's got, did you sign a new deal recently? If, he, if he's got two, if he's got two years uh, left on his deal and he's on fifty grand a week, so fifty, fifty-two weeks, twenty-six. 2.6 million a year 5.2 million nah they're not going to do that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure though somewhere I'm sure in the contract there'll be something to do with you know if you disgrace the club in any way yeah, yeah. or if you commit a criminal act or something um, we will deem this as gross misconduct and, we, and that may be a sackable offence I'm sure there'll be something in there um, so um I just think it's the right thing to do for the club, honestly. I really do. And I've got nothing against Darren Gibson as a footballer. You know, I think he's a very good footballer. I've always said this. Um, And I'm sure there'll be people sitting here saying, well, you wouldn't be saying that if it was such and such. And Stephen Pienaar was done for drink driving a couple of seasons ago. My view then was we should have got rid of Stephen Pienaar. However, he stayed with the club and... You know, I don't really support that decision. Uh, I think this one's even worse than that because he's actually hit someone and drove off. Yeah. Do you know, you know his last two tweets were to Nissan um, saying, can you follow me? Uh, I need to DM you. On, on the, So it's just funny, isn't it? And he's, he's, he's getting in touch with a... Is he trying to get a micro or something, was he? <laughs> possibly. He's possibly uh, trying to get a... I mean, you have a spray job or something. You know, I'm not, I'm not in any way advocating this, but you, you would have thought he, he could have stopped 
checked the cyclist was okay and said, listen mate, I've had a pint here, but I'm a footballer. Um, I'll box it off. Here's yeah. five grand or ten grand or something. But at least make sure the fella's okay. He used to say that the fella he knocked off the bike wasn't going to be lying on the floor with a head injury and, and I mean, potentially you, you fatal. You don't know the ins and outs of this, well, do you? You, you yeah. don't do you, but... Um, but yeah. anyway, Gibbo doesn't look good. Okay. It doesn't look good, no. Anyway, so... Uh, lengthy news again. So we're going to come back and we won't do a social media section because a lot of, of it was very social media centric. But here's our links and then we'll be back with a look back at the Southampton game and a look ahead at the City game coming up the weekend. This is the Not Bitter, Just Better Everton podcast. If you haven't already, go and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash EFC, not bitter, just better. Or you can find us on Twitter at just better EFC. There you are, Harlinks. So, I don't know whether you're going to be listening to, to us through SoundCloud this week, or we might be on our new platform. But one thing is for sure is we will still be on iTunes. So tell your mates if they've got Apple devices to go and subscribe to us. Even if they're red shite, because they'll they learn how much we take the piss out of them on there. Us signing for Acast is taking longer than Stone signing for Chelsea, lad. Oh, yeah. What's going it's, on? It's, it's, it's the uh, transfer uh, scoop of the uh, century. We're, we're holding out. We're holding out for a better contract from them. Uh, I, I want a good rider. <laughs> aye, aye. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're going to look back at uh, the game from last weekend and uh, what a great performance from the Blues it was. Uh, I would go so far to say best away performance in... A very long time. It really, it really was. It was just, it was an absolute shocker as well. One, we were on BT Sport in the early kickoff. We never do well in on BT Sport. Uh, someone's going to egg me off now and say we've won here, 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 but you know, more often than not, we it don't seems do like well. we never do well on yeah. BT Sport. Uh, two, we got the team news and two up top. Great. Four central midfielders though. Yeah, Where was the service going to come from? I must admit, I've seen the team at first, and I think I put it on the page, you know, I was looking, and you basically had three centre-halves, yeah. uh, a right-back, four central midfielders, and two forwards, and I was thinking, how is this going to work? I really don't see where, you know, how this team's going to set up, and I was thinking, are we going to go for, like, a diamond formation? Um I still don't know how it, how it did work because it, well it worked because it was fluid and, and, and people you know were disciplined and, and, and they all did the job and they all put in 100% effort and, it, and, and that's what made it work the players effort uh, made it work and I thought you know at first it was very much a case of is it a 4-5-1 is it a 4-3-3 three, three, with sort of you know either Kone or Lukaku going out wide at, at some point but the two of them just seemed to, to swap, and I, I think it, I think it confused the Southampton players a lot more than it even confused us. It was, it was, it looked well oiled. It did, uh, but it was funny though, wasn't it? Because uh, there were times when Kone would be out on the right, and then Lukaku would be up top, and then when Lukaku was out on the left, Kone seemed to be up top. So it wasn't like they were play. Either one of them was playing on the wing at, throughout the game. It was. They rotated a little bit, and then and it did always seem to be someone in the middle, which yeah. is a lot of the time when we've just got the one up top, and you'll see Lukaku and he'll come out to the left wing or he'll come out to the right wing, and and we haven't got a single person in the middle in the box, uh, and it, it was different today, and you know it really did work. Whether that's going to be you know 
the plan going forward or whether we'll mix and match. I don't really know, but you know what? You look at that performance and you'd be hard pressed to change that team at the minute. No, uh, even even uh, the City game coming up, which we'll talk about in a bit, home game, but that type of performance against a team like City. I, I don't know. You've you've got to be looking at something like that, haven't you? And uh, before we start looking at the, the goals and everything, uh, why why do we play in our green kit, the third kit? I, be- or, I, be- I believe it was because Southampton's goalkeeper had the well, this, blue top on. This is the only the only thing I can think of, apart from the fact that the club must have a choice and say, you know, oh, we'll wear that one because we want to sell a few more kits, which is you know the cynical side of things but the practical side of things we weren't clashing with Southampton's red or white in our blue kit so you know we, we why, there wasn't really a, a need for the for the for the green kit apart from you know what's his facing goal but who cares <laughs> I want to wear the I'd wear the green kit now every single week till we get beat that's <laughs> I would I'm it's, serious it's, I don't uh, mind if we all look like Christmas trees with orange writing on I don't care there's loads, loads of people saying about the camouflage you go, you go up for corners belly on your bellies and then uh, surprise there well he, he clearly didn't see Barkley, Kone and uh, Lukaku coming did he so uh, no but you know, it's funny isn't it in football how things can sometimes you know give you a little bit of extra confidence so put them in the green case of Goodison I have no problem with that whatsoever uh, the game and I still like the kit <laughs> fair enough the game itself uh, we we started off pretty well, you know, a couple of half chances. Uh, but what we kind of did best was defend to start off with, and use that as a basis to push on from. Yeah, I must say, I thought Jaggy Elkin and Stones were, were brilliant yeah, all exactly. game. I thought as a centre half partnership, they just looked totally in control. Um, you know, they were they were the reading of each other's games was superb. Uh, you know, if it hadn't have been for such a great performance by Lukaku, they probably would have been my man of the match. Saying that though, Pe- uh, Pella did get a few chances, didn't he? Because he's a big lad and he got a few edges. F- but he's at home and Southampton are a free, a free flowing side. You know, who do create chances and, and do score goals. So, yeah, I, I have no problem with that. But you know, did you ever really feel in danger of conceding? Nah, maybe the, the chance there, which led to our goal. Uh, what was it? The 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 other, the other chance to, to to towards the to left of Tim Howard, and then Howard came out, made a good block with his feet, and out of the angle angle well. I thought that that was a better chance than than you know than that they they did with it. They could have buried it really. Howard made a good save. They get a corner, and then we break. Ten seconds later, one nil. Ten seconds later, so balls played out to Kone, who storms down the right wing. Where did he get that pace from? Yeah. He controlled the ball normally, ran with it normally. None of this faffing about, wobbling his foot over the ball or he anything. He just looked more it confident, off. didn't he? Yeah, and he picks out an absolute peach to Lukaku in the centre, who's running in with pace as well. He has to adjust just a little bit, but it was it was on a plate, wasn't it? It's funny that, isn't it? You know, the cross was was one of those gorgeous crosses that sort of arrow like bends round to like the far post. And when you look at it in slow motion, Lukaku has to sort of pull his head back and adjust, as you said. But I don't think that was because of Kone's ball. I think Lukaku was just a bit, you know, a bit too excited to get on the end of it. But uh, it was a great header, I thought, because he had to do that adjust. 
It wasn't easy and straight in a tough corner. Brilliant goal. Maybe that's I mean maybe the Brilliant adjustment finish. was because he wanted to kind of caress it into yeah, there as it wasn't well like rather a bullet than bullet header, header, header it, yeah. And uh, yeah, just headed it back. I hate the way they say That's uh, his best headed finish for us. Yeah. I think the one against uh, West Ham was pretty good when he got knocked out. Yeah, no, this was a better this was a better finish than that. Um I, I hate the way commentators say edit it back the way it came because if he'd edit it back the way it came it would have went back to Kone yeah, it would have gone back towards the halfway line yeah, <laughs> uh, he, 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 but, yeah but the phone I, Kone's I, in Kone was a first time caught on the volley top corner rasper yeah so, uh, so we could have gone 2-0 up couldn't we because uh, Barkley had a good chance and he, he, you made a yeah, I, I, again commentators cliches too good of a connection where you want to kind of Get a little bit of swerve on Which it. one of the many thousands of commentators they had made this? Was it Savage? Was it Huddle? Was it whoever was there? They had, they had a three-man board on BT Sport. Yeah, Savage seemed to... And he had Howard Webb to pipe in every now and he again. Did, yeah. Uh, but Savage just seemed to be sitting there on the sidelines a little bit. And then anything controversial came up. And he'd be like, oh, that should have been a red card. And then... Uh, that was a good impression, that wasn't it did sound a little bit like him, I'll give you that. <laughs> and then he'd play it in slow-mo and I was be gonna like, do a completely Glenn, got the ball. A Glenn Oddle impression, but uh, I was a bit worried about any of our disabled listeners, so I decided not to. Yeah, don't don't go there. Um, but Glenn Oddle said it, what I've been saying, obviously the, the man knows his stuff because he, he's been listening to me and uh, <laughs> saying about Ross Barkley, he just needs to go back to playing his basic stuff, not thinking about it too much. Getting the ball, touch, lay it off. Not in his like dish I've it off. I've never heard you say that. Oh, whatever. Dish it off to some. Play it without thinking about it too much. Just because we know that Ross Barkley is an empty head. When he has to think, that's where it all spirals out of control for him. If he just plays his football, then uh, you see you you see the way it comes off. He had one little touch to cut inside for his goal, which I'm fast forwarding ahead here, and then top corner. Quote of the week, we all know Ross Barkley is an empty head. <laughs> Don't batter me, Ross, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, but it, it makes sense, doesn't it? Because just running, Barkley running at the uh, Southampton defence, gets one little touch to get it under control and then lays it into Lukaku. Yeah, and as I said, with Jackson Stones, we've got to give credit where credit's due. I thought Barkley was brilliant. Yeah. Uh, you know, all gave. Made up, made up for, this, for that, for that mischance. I think somebody, when we said Ross Barkley should have scored there, somebody said, tried to put it onto Cleverly as well. But that ball coming out to Cleverly at a pace first time wasn't an easy finish. So uh, I'm not going to knock Cleverly for that. Uh, but, you know, Ross made amends uh, shortly after. Another great counter attack, you know, up and down the pitch. I, I, couldn't, believe, I couldn't believe I was watching Everton. Yeah. Uh, and he, he laid in a, a delightful little. Um, he almost FIFA-esque through ball. Yeah, press triangle. He press triangle, sent it through, uh, and Lukaku bagged his brace. Yeah, and that was just so so easy again. Ross Barkley, just playing it a little ten yard through ball, not trying to. Although that 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 ball that he did pick up on where he played just scooped that ball through to Kone. Yeah, that was. That was good, yeah. That was because it looked it was nice. it, it, the way he masked it. That was Hoddle-esque. It looked like he was going to play it to the other the other wing, but he. Caressed it. Caressed it again, yeah. Up and over, scooped it over right into Kone's path. And, you know, the defender got back in time to make the interception. But showed some array of passing, didn't he? Still an empty head, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just don't think about it, Ross. Play your game. 
So another nice little finish from the Kaku that took the Blues 2-0 up. I said to you just before we started recording this little bit, it wasn't the greatest finish, but he hit it through. And it was, you know, through, strong to the goalies, uh, not not straight down the middle. And Made the net ripple, that's yeah, what I like. As it. soon as he hit it, he was off celebrating, so he knew. He knew it. Uh, and the Blues are 2-0 up at a ground we haven't won at for God knows how long. Yeah, exactly. Well, I mean, you know, obviously the game finished three 0 and we got B three 0 there last season. So that's a, that's a well, six goal swing, isn't it? I said I said uh, last week about it being one of our worst performances I've ever seen. Uh, well, for a long time anyway. That Southampton uh, defeat last season, and you couldn't have got a more uh, a more opposite game. Yeah. Uh, so we we go. 3-0 up Lukaku again working hard coming in from the wing lays it off into the box just on the edge of the box to uh, to Barkley he's got a defender in front of him just sublime touch scoops it out to his right and then sends the goalkeeper um, flapping away to his left hand side by burying it in the far corner 2-2 two and two for Rasta Boss yeah so I think I'm going to take uh, credit for an assist on that one for giving him uh, the bollocking that he's never listened to but you know, just by putting it out there. Are oh, you going to lay off him now? No, he just needs to keep. He just needs to keep it up. Yeah, but do you think he's still on it? Well, I think, I think uh, the first goal didn't ma- it slightly masked over the fact that he didn't play well in that game, but possibly was what set him on to have such a good performance against Southampton. So uh, you just got to keep it up. We know he can do it. We just need to make those strides that we know he can make. Because at the moment, you know, he 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 hadn't even flatlined. It's like he was going into like a free fall uh, in his Everton career, his Everton career, his football career, because he just, you know, he was going he was going so far backwards. It was it was unreal. Yeah, no, it's the best I've seen him play in a in a long while. Uh, and Lukaku, of course, yeah. And the game obviously finished three 0 Now another piece of news coming out of the game. Uh, Delafe, you waddled on for the last five minutes to, <laughs> make, such an <laughs> to make his second Everton debut. Um, he did nothing, uh, so I can't really tell you anything else other than that about Delafe. Other than he, he, he waddled on, waddle and huddle, weird. Yeah, hey, diamond lights. <laughs> but you know, it's good good that he's back sniffing around um, the first team again. Uh, so we've got we Morales on the bench but obviously didn't need to risk Morales with having such a strong performance uh, yeah, who, who would you say was our man of the match you've got, to go, Lukaku. Lukaku. You've got yeah. to go Lukaku but as I've already said about you know Jag Stone's brilliant Barkley brilliant Kone and Lukaku you know both great McCarthy was everywhere for me as well he's all over the pitch I thought cleverly had another sort of didn't do anything flashy, but didn't particularly do anything wrong for me. I thought he settled in well. Um, so, yeah, it was, it was good performances all over the pitch. He seems on fire That, that, minute, that breakaway it? on the left-hand side early on in the game, uh, I think, I'm not sure if it was for Barkley's chance or not. Maybe it wasn't. But where he just came out to them in our own half on the left-hand side and he just knocked it past the, the right full-back and just absolutely burnt him off, held him off for pace, and then held held the ball up as well after one or two more, more challenges. And you know that's that's what we know we can get from Lukaku. We need more of him running with the ball and less of him holding the ball up. Well, it, it's that showed that performance showed he's got pace, he's got power, and he can finish. Now, what else do you need from a striker other than those three things? 
Yeah, no, that's, that, that's what that's you it. need, isn't it? And and his work rate was through the roof. So, you know, if if he continues like that, he's gonna have a he's gonna have a, a very very good season. Um, so, um, yeah, great performance in the Blues. Um, and then we move on this weekend to to, to Man City. Um, City are looking good at the minute. City are looking good, but. You know, we went into that Southampton game pretty doom and gloom after the Watford draw. We did. What I will say about Southampton, though, and I think this particularly after that game, I don't think they're going to be what they were the last couple of seasons. I really don't. I think they've probably just sold too many players now. Wow. And there's also the possibility of that Mane, Man United are in for Mane now. Um, I don't know. They just seem to lack something against us the other day. I think I don't think he played particularly badly, but I don't know. It's just can, a, can you miss Schneiderlin? Possibly, like yeah. That make, someone can who, make them who, tick, who, can, who can break up the play, but you know they've, they've, they've seemed to they've sold now a whole wave of players, and this second wave that come in just don't seem to the same standard. Maybe they need a bit of time to gel. Maybe it was an off day for them. I don't know, but I would, you know, I was pretty. Foreboding when I predicted where we were going to finish in the league at the start of the season, I now think we'll finish above Southampton. Yeah, because I let's, just, let's I, not get carried away. We're not going. No, I'm not. I'm not. Yeah. I, I just think looking at Southampton and that game, and I know it's the start of the season. I know it's very early days, and you know teams can find form. But I've just got a funny feeling they're going to sort of be, they're going to not be where they were. They're going to drop down a little bit. So I I think that Snyder and go and you know you you can sell your your flashy players who can do the little Christ turns and everything like Lalana, you know obviously he moved on before last shocking year. news go on Lalana finished ninety minutes oh wow on Monday night against Bournemouth I could, I was I couldn't believe it I was shocked <laughs> yeah damn uh, but you know you, you got your flashy players like that who can do neat little touches and but like players like Snyderlin who who just he just run, runs the game like and one yarm is decent for them, but he's he's not the nah. I, I just don't. I think they just haven't. Yeah, like you say, you've, you just let too many players go. Yeah. So obviously, you know, after that, I was thinking, oh, we're we're a shoe in here for the performance of the week here. You know, we're definitely going to win performance of the the week bonus on Sky and all that. Man City turn off on Sunday and batter Chelsea three 0 and absolutely played them off the park. Um, so that's so far it's two three nil wins from two games for City, uh, and they are really setting the early pace at the minute. We tend to give City a good game, even when we struggle. Even when we're struggling, we yeah, seem we do. to raise our game against them. Probably a good yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, last season we, uh, I mean, we, we, we took the lead. Let's just say it wasn't the best performance by us, but we still. We could. We had a couple of dodgy refereeing decisions against us. Uh, it still was. It, did it finish? Finish two one or three one? But it was still. It was still. We were still in there. Is what yeah. I'm trying to say. So we just need to go and show that battle that we we normally show against City. Take into that the little bit of flair that we seem to have got with like uh, you know with the forward play at the moment. Well, from from that game, and. Um, what I think from watching from watching the two games City have played, what I think will happen is I think City will come at us and they'll be very high up the pitch, so they may be susceptible to the counter. Yep. I think it's going to be one of those games where we have to treat it sort of like an away game yeah. and and try and hit them on the break with Lukaku. Um, 
the way they're lining up at the moment is Aguero up top with then three behind who play really high up and that's you know, uh, Sterling Silva in the middle and then Navas um, and they're, they're all there's so much pace there they're all interchangeable they're all playing off little little balls off each other and then what's, what, what I have noticed has been happening is you know them four players have been all around the box buzzing around the box uh, and then they've had players arriving late the likes of Torre even the full backs yeah. I mean Sanya and Kolarov who you know not always even their first choice full backs when, when Zabaleta and, and yeah. Cliche are fit um, they really, they both looked really good this season because they're getting a bit of space because they're, they're, they're arriving late uh, particularly Kolarov and he, bang, on, and he can bang it oh yeah out on that left hand side he's linking up well with Sterling uh, and then the person who, who's, who's really benefiting I think is Yaya Torre because he's just turning up unmarked and places. he can bang it exactly so uh, there's, there's goals in that side there, there really is uh, and it, it's going to be difficult. We're going to have to defensively. We're going to have to have our A game. Um, it's going to be a massive test for Galloway. A that, mass, that's, that's massive, massive test to. for Galloway. Is it going to be Galloway? Is it? Can you see Oviedo coming in? I now? don't think Galloway's done anything. Why would you not use Galloway now? As the one thing you're going to need to have, I think, is probably a bit of pace. So you're not going to get Gareth Barry there. Definitely not. Definitely no, on not. that left hand side, as I say, you're gonna have Kolarov so, there, you're gonna have Sterling there, you're gonna you're gonna need to be able to sort of keep pace with them. So the I don't other think option, Oviedo could yeah, do that at the minute. The other option Oviedo. So is, is it gonna it's gonna be Galloway, isn't it? Uh, well, I I don't have a problem with that. I would go with Galloway, but it's a massive. It, this is this is the real tester for him. If he can if he can come out of this, you know, looking a decent player and not get torn apart. Then for me, I'm, I'm that he's there for me. I'm happy with Rodney Marsh. will be watching this one, won't we? The, 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 the Everton defender who City are a set to sign. In uh, one of the stories, last... yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, well, all right. Yeah. Look how Rodney Marsh's TV career turned out, and that says it all for him. Uh, um, but yeah, so obviously, you know, we need Stones and Jags to be at the races again. Uh, well, if Stones is still there, um, and I think Machinum and, and Barry, you know. I think they'll both play. Obviously, I think we're going to need that protection uh, in front of the back four. Uh, and it'll just be a case of trying to catch on a break. I don't know whether, looking at the team, you know, I think, obviously, Lukaku, I think Barkley's a definite starter. I don't know whether he might go for a little bit more pace along the lines of Morales or Delafeu. I think one of them might come in for... I don't know whether Kone will start here. What about... Uh, we know that Bessic has been employed before in a man-marking kind of role you know he, he marked Messi out of the, out of the game in the, in, in the World Cup uh, you know last season or season before whatever it was uh, is it worth putting someone like him in and who would you man mark would, would you stick him on, on, on Torre and say you know just do all the annoying little things that wind players like that up like give them little digs and little purple nipples and stuff like that is, is it worth someone like that coming in or do you need to go with you tried and tested so to speak tried and tested even I don't know well, I don't know if you man Mark Torre I really don't you know, there's, there's a lot of other players who are going to be causing a lot more attacking problems yet so it's difficult um, my man to watch bizarrely is there's, there's so many players you could pick you know you could pick the whole side my man to watch for them is going to be is going to be Kolarov Alexander Kolarov oh yeah um, you know as you say 
the lad can't half hit a ball from a set piece, you know, from a, from free kicks. And I think with all them little them all them little players buzzing off you, you're going to give free kicks away. Yeah. You will give free kicks away. Uh, so Kolarov will be one to watch for Pingam one in the top corner. Well, you've just spoiled the choice, aren't you? You've got Kolarov there, and you've got Torre there who can bang, uh, who can hit a, hit a free kick as well. I'm sure Aguero and Silva aren't too shabby a free kick. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, <laughs> prediction wise, you know. At least I'm thinking about it. At least I'm not just going through no Man City. Um, it's going to be tough. I'm going to, I, I fancy us to get a draw, you know. I really do. I could see one one. Yeah. Okay. I think I think I could see them scoring a free kick or maybe even a pen, possibly. Um, but I think we might catch them on a the counter. So, yeah. Talk about the, just talking about the, the collar off thing. We need. We need Coleman to be pushing Kolarov back rather than being penned in himself. Yeah. And also, just one final question before we wrap up. Million dollar question. How quick does uh, Gareth Barry pick up his booking in this game? I will go 12th minute. 12th minute. 12th minute. It's going to happen, let's face it. Yes, I'd say McCarthy maybe later on. They, later on, maybe the yes, maybe around the hour mark. Yeah, I'll yeah. go for that. For twelve minutes for Gareth Barry. Yeah. Okay, so we shall wrap it up. Bit of a shorter podcast. Shorter. I've got to go to work. In fact, I'm about to run out the door right now. Yeah, we we need to get it round to about this length each week because two hours is too much to uh, for us to waffle on. Um, but thanks, as always, for listening, Blues. Keep on spreading the word for us. Keep on sending us your nice messages and any our last ones that you want to send as well. Any abuse, whatever. We don't care. We're thick skinned. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, at this time next week, hopefully, I'll have uh, Everton top in extra, extra large with Yarmolenko across the back. Yeah, fingers crossed on that. And then all the Stones, all the Stones ones uh, will still be flying off the door because you'll still be here. Yeah, catch you next week, Blues. Later. Right